On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Hey, this is Jeff Dornick, co-founder of the American Conservative Movement. We are an organization seeking to unify conservatives across this great country to defend our constitutional rights that are being systematically stripped away by our authoritarian government. Please visit AmericanConservativeMovement.com and join the thousands of conservatives across this country who have signed up for our email list. Let's take back our country. Yeah, it's called Conversations with Jeff, not Screaming Matches. Yeah, Yeah, you and I do not agree on Calvinism. But look how nice we are to each other. I think it's going to really shock a lot of people, thrill a lot of people. A lot of people are going to have to do some soul searching. It's like, you know what? What are you doing? You're spending all your time trying to destroy another Christian because you don't understand what's going on Mm -hmm. when you should be out there winning people for Jesus. Right. Thank you for the job you're doing. Thanks for being willing to address these kind of issues. They're vital to the church. I feel sorry for what's coming your way, but God bless you, man. It's it's a good, healthy conversation, and, and let's keep growing together in the Lord. People won't change unless they hear the truth, though. And so we need to know the truth, uh, speak the truth. And then the last one I would say is that we need to stay in the truth, uh, no matter what the consequences are. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to uh, this episode of Conversations with Jeff. Uh, really excited to be, uh, be with you guys today. Um, really excited about uh, today's topic and today's guest uh, that we've got. But before uh, we get started with that, just wanted to remind you all that we do have our book, Social Injustice, that we put out. Um, and, uh, you know, that, you know, we really tackle a lot of this, the issues of social justice, got 12 different authors, uh, put it all together, and we really tackle this issue from a, you know, both, a, you know, Christian perspective, but then also a uh, a political perspective, and then really take a look at it. But again, ultimately, it comes back to you do your own research and figure out what works best for you. So if you, if you guys go to gatekeepersonline.com slash store, you can check that out. Use code Jeff for 10% off there in the store, as well as anything else uh, that you find that interests you there. So definitely check that out. Uh, it's just one, another way that you can support us over here at the GK. Uh, really excited about uh, today's uh, guest. We, we have Todd standing with us. He came out with a documentary a few few years ago a few years ago called uh, discovering bigfoot which i watched on netflix so it was really really fascinating but really glad todd that we can uh, sit down and uh, have a chat and you know kind of talk through a lot of this stuff especially around uh, bigfoot which seems to be controversial and everybody has a polarizing opinion on <laughs> yeah that's for sure yeah thanks for having me. of course of course and so you know you know c- c- you know kind of to back up a little bit you know around all of this stuff surrounding bigfoot and you know what what really got you into this whole world like what got you you know heading down this path uh, to disprove they couldn't exist i was studying biology at the university of alberta 
And I saw a way that we could actually prove that there was no ecological niche for a species like this to survive within. So, and it, I was learning to be a tracker and the native, uh, well, the first nations people in Canada, uh, they're the most incredible trackers. There's nobody that can track like them. Their tracking abilities are almost, you know, they're it's, 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 it's on the level of paranormal. They're that good, but they get results. And for them to know Sasquatch existed was very perplexing to me. And then I started going forward and doing the research. And before I knew it, you know, even in the trackways and then, and then having filmed them, uh, they existed. And then it was, it was such a shock to my system that I, you know, to know that this primate species exists, these hominids are out there and, uh, it's, it's, it's mind blowing. And that's why people like me are so, <clears throat> we look like we're obsessed and I guess I kind of am, but it's, I'm excited because, you know, uh, I'm, I'm big into superheroes. I like Captain America and the Avengers and stuff like that. And when I talk to big production companies that do those kind of movies, I la- like Planet of the Apes. I laugh and I go, "There's." They were filming Planet of the Apes. We're on the other side of the mountain. There were Sasquatch, and I, I'm, I imagine the Sasquatch watching them filming these fake primates out in the bush when they're really there, living there. And you know, it's but ultimately too, it's it's the truth, right? That they do exist, and this miracle is out there, and it's it it really when you know it and when you've seen them. And and it it gets into you and it's 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 very exciting and I, I wanna I want it to go to the next level I want them to be accepted I I'm considered a paranormal researcher and I, I don't do paranormal they're real you yeah. know so that's where I'm at. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. This holiday season, pay tribute to the people who fought for our freedom to celebrate. Featuring the largest American flag in the region, Spirit Park is now open at National Harbor, honoring active duty military and veterans. Take some time this holiday to remember, offer gratitude, and be inspired by the sacrifices of our service men and women who make our way of life possible. Plan your visit at nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. That's nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. Hey, this is Jeff Dornick, founder of the GK Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope that you'll subscribe to this channel and give us a five-star review. You have no idea how much this helps us. Also, if you'd like to watch the full version of the show, you can join our plugged-in membership. For only $10 a month, you'll get access to the live stream and full video versions of our shows, the recordings from the Destroy Social Justice Conference, online access to our book, Social Injustice, our weekly devotional, 30% off in the GK store, and so much more. Please visit gatekeepersonline.com slash plugged in for more information and to sign up. Thank you for your support. Yeah. Now, now let's talk a little bit about like, what was your first encounter? So like, you know, you know, again, you were saying like you, you really dove into this, Mm. you know, trying to disprove Mm. it, but what was that Mm. moment where you're like, okay, maybe I was wrong and maybe, maybe there's actually something out there. It was uh, when I shot a video called video two. I actually got footage of a Sasquatch and it was my teammates. I was one of three people there. They had designed this whole cat and mouse game to, to catch. And for me, it was, I thought it had to be a native in a costume. I thought, you know, natives could make beautiful headdresses and moccasins. Why couldn't they just make a costume out of bearskin? And then 
it scares everybody away. It was brilliant. You get your own food. You don't have to fight anybody. You just leave imprints on the ground and make these sounds, and you scare other native people away. So no fighting, no battle, no warring for territories. And there are actual areas that the native people call don't go there. And I thought, this is just genius. It scared away the Vikings. Leif Erikson came to Canada, saw Sasquatch, and left. And if you know the Vikings, they're afraid of nothing. That's why, they, that's why they're so powerful, because they wanted to die in Valhalla. They saw a Sasquatch, and Leif Erikson said, bye. And he got on his boat, and he went home. So I, when I went up there to see how I could, you know, I, I filmed what I thought was the, the native in the suit. And I went up there, and I started looking around, and I saw big, heavy tracks on the ground. And I saw that no man could escape the way this Sasquatch escaped. It started sinking into me. And then a few days later, I filmed another piece of footage, Video 3, and realized that 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 being was moving faster than any man could, stronger than any man could be. And it really sunk into me that these these beings are real, and I just needed to leave. I needed to go home because I couldn't. And I, I, I do this with expeditioners. An expeditioner will see a Sasquatch. They know Sasquatch exists, but they've never seen one. And they'll see one, and they'll be on a seven-day expedition with me, and they'll be just doubting it the whole time. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. They go home. They call me a month later and go, it's sunk in. I really saw a Sasquatch and I go, yeah, you saw a Sasquatch a month and a week ago. But I understand that because it's such a paradigm to get over. You really, your mind just is so blown and, and I get it, you know, cause I was there. So that, that's, that's how it started with me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and what's interesting to me too, is like you actually, like you were just saying, you actually do expeditions. You actually take people out, mm. you know, out, you know, out into yeah. the forest and, <laughs> you know, people can actually mm. experience it. Like, mm. you know, what what you know is that is that something where if somebody you know goes with you i mean they're pretty much you're taking them to where they can actually you know see one of these absolutely that's what i do that's the goal on every expedition that's probably when i when i walk around people are asking me what's my biggest fear and honestly it's to have an expedition that fails is my biggest fear because these people when they come out with me i mean you're literally putting your life in my hands it's very dangerous big celebrities can't do this i i was cnn uh anchor aaron cooper was going to come out because he's been in afghanistan he's tough they won't because when they realize how dangerous it actually is it they just won't come out and do it because there's there's so much involved in it so when people come out on expeditions i'm i'm so flattered i'm so grateful they're my my protective instinct is 10 out of 10 i I have to keep these people safe i've never had a safety issue of any kind and considering we deal with grizzly bears black bears and mountain lions all the time it you know and going back country where there can be rock slides and just you know if you got lost you would die so there's just so much to it so i'm so you know, grateful that they, they take that opportunity to do it with me. And, and we have, you know, even getting people now, the new thing is uh, pe- when we find a Sasquatch, when people will witness a Sasquatch, obviously we go there. We go check out the evidence. We look at the trees broken and the tracks. And a new thing that people are really enjoying that's, that's, that's going over really well is they're walking in the Sasquatch trackway. They take off their feet, their shoes, and they walk barefoot where a Sasquatch just walked. So it's uh, that's kind of a goal that I that I want to get with people because it's really like when you see you can't even walk in that trackway because the footsteps are so long, but you put your feet in there and you feel the organicness of that footprint that was just there, a fresh trackway. It's uh, you know the experience is absolutely amazing and and the joy that people get learning about berries and plants and animals and survival skills. You know it's in seven days it's just constant talking and learning about all there can be about the wilderness learning to love the wilderness and then you know getting that interaction with a with a sasquatch is you know it's i'm i'm living the dream now i did i had no idea it was going to go this way and it started in my documentary i showed jeff meldrum a sasquatch you saw that in three days he saw a sasquatch john bernagle had a live interaction with one and then survivor man four different episodes of survivor man every every single episode's either he filmed the top of the head of a sasquatch or he has live interactions with them 
you know, so, and that's what happens on my expeditions. And when you're out there, it's easy for people to sit at home and be armchair quarterbacks and go, wow, he could be, when you're out there and you see, basically you look north and next stop in 2000 miles is Alaska and there's nothing in between here. And you realize these beans are out there and there's bears and mountain lions and all the dangers that are in the wilderness. People come to a, they, they, they realize in a big hurry that this is, this is legit. This is real. And, uh, it's, it's very exciting. Yeah. Well, you know, in, in, in like watching your documentary, uh, you know, I remember, I remember when I, when I first watched it, you, you actually have footage of like mm-hmm. face, like faces of multiple of Bigfoots. Um, you yeah, know, like right. what's, what's interesting to me is, you know, and I think this is like a question maybe a lot of people might have is how is it that you were able to get such good quality uh, you know, footage of this. And it seems like other people are, it's always like things that are, you know, it's like off in the distance or, you know, it's questionable mm. at best and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, how are you able to get something of this good a quality? Uh, well, it's just the, the amount of time and the backcountry and the, the work I've put into it. I'm, I'm so, it started out where it was hard in the beginning because I would only go a week, a month. And, but it's, it's, you have to, do, like, to take a week off work. I had a regular job. You, you have to have a special job. You have to have special employers that, that tolerate all this stuff. It was hardcore devotion and determination that just grew into now TV shows and YouTube channels and expeditioners just pay for me to be – I'm a full-time Sasquatch researcher. So when you talk about it's, – it, it's, it's over a 1,000 days I've spent in the backcountry, you know, alone, sleeping, going out there. And now it's – you know, with other people I'm doing it, it's that level. And, and you have to remember too, I have many blurry videos. I just don't put them out there. Most of the videos, but if you see one clear video, I guarantee you there's seven unclear videos. And and when this, there's seven unclear videos, there's a hundred other days I had absolutely nothing happen. So it's and also standing on the shoulders of other great men and women that have come before me. That it's it's my powers in cooperation. You know, you the church is a powerful cooperation. That's one of the most amazing things about the church for me. And it's 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 learning from from cooperating and, and not hating and, and finding a way to to, to 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 work together to empower yourself to go to another level is really what I think my my real secret is is it's just uh, I, I don't call my videos the Todd standing videos I call them the Sylvanic videos uh, because a Sylvanic means shadow guardian of the mountain and it's it's really because it's not about me this discovery isn't about me it's about the Sasquatch. And it's really, I'm a Sasquatch researcher because of Sasquatch, because of the excitement it put in, it puts into people's lives. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. Now you were, you were actually, uh, suing up, up in Canada, right? Like in, in order to get them to actually recognize, uh, like the Sasquatch as an actual, you know, species essentially. Right. So can, can you kind Absolutely. of explain like what you, what was your goal with that? And like, you know, what was your argument and that sort of thing? Right. It's, it was in California and uh, and uh, British Columbia were the two. It's the province of British Columbia, the state of California. Uh, the goal, the, the purpose of it is to sue fish and wildlife for being for being derelict in their duty for not recognizing this primate species. In British Columbia, I actually got to the Supreme Court. We dropped the case in California just because uh, we started with a new lawyer. And at the end of the day, that lawyer decided to not go with it. So we're going to restart that case up in California. But all we have to do see. And people think that I lost. That's absolutely incorrect. What I did was I didn't know. I went into this this trial thinking that it was a knife fight and they showed up with guns. And what I mean by that is you have to show precedence to get to trial. Because if I ever got to trial, I would destroy fish and wildlife. They have no hope 
I've ever like with DNA, with expert witnesses, with the tracks being recognized from a, an actual species by PhDs. It's I will just beyond a reasonable doubt will will be done 10, 20 times over. I was actually in California. They were concerned with my witness list because I could get a thousand people to testify. You know what I mean? It's that significant. Eyewitnesses that have definitively seen and looked at a Sasquatch besides the DNA, the tracks that are analyzed by the best fingerprint experts in the world as unhoaxable as derived from a real original primate species. So I'm going back to trial. It's not done. I was just I was just learning. I'm not a lawyer, but uh, I got I have lawyers now. I have I have judges now. You know, so I'm ready to go back to trial. But it's it's always about, you know, finances. Right now I'm focused on uh, doing Discovery in Bigfoot Part 2 and a, a documentary called California Bigfoot. Because when I went to California, I got footage of a Sasquatch there. So I'm putting that together to explain also the trial that we went through and why it stopped as it was. But you know, again, it's just uh, we just put that California trial on hold. If I ever get to trial, so the process is you do your preliminary hearings and the judge decides if you have the merit to go to trial, and there has to be precedence. Well, how do you get precedence to go to trial over an unknown species issue? And so we have to figure that out. Once we have that, and I, again, the judges, now I have judges that have seen Sasquatch. They're like, oh, this is what you do. And this is the judge you go to because he's a buddy of mine. And this, that's that's what the, in real life, you just, if you want to get it, and it's, it is about justice and truth, and you just go through the right channels. It's not even about rigging the game. It's going through the proper channels and adhering to the rules of law, and once we do that, and now I know because I was in the newspapers, because everybody heard about, hey, he's doing this trial. And that was and now now that judges call me up and say, hey, do this, go to this judge, get that done. When I go to trial and when I win, then Fish and Wildlife will have to do a three month ecological survey, at which time I will take Fish and Wildlife out like I do with expeditioners, like I did with Survivorman, like I did with Jeff Meldrum in the movie you saw. And I will show them a Sasquatch and they can recognize the species. And, you know, it's, and it's even gone way beyond that. I have a senator that wants me to do this in Washington state. So that might be the next trial that I go to. So it's, uh, you know, we're, we're really in a, an amazing position, but it's just, it's, I'm kind of, I got a small team and, you know, we, we have a limited budget, but I'm, I'm coming back with everything. It's just, uh, just getting my life in order. Right. So yeah. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. The holidays are a moment of togetherness and joy and a reminder of how tradition creates happy and fulfilled communities. Make this holiday season patriotic with a visit to National Harbor and its stunning new Spirit Park. Marvel at one of the largest American flags in the region and beautiful displays of American art. Make this holiday season the most meaningful of all at National Harbor. Learn more at nationalharbor.com dash spirit park. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Well, so so what what's what's the argument coming from Fish and Wildlife? Uh, you know, opposing you. 
Well, that's funny because what I learned is uh, they know about Sasquatch and the, the smartest thing they're doing is they're saying no comment. If they ever said, see, I'm a Sasquatch researcher and I make my living by doing Sasquatch and saying Sasquatch is real. So if they ever say Sasquatch is not real, that's defamation of character. They never say that because they're cued to know that you, you can never if, – if so all they have to do is say no comment. So And every fish and wildlife organization – I'm talking the United States, Canada, everywhere. They all continuously say no comment. And my lawyer told me about that. It's like, who's cueing these people? Who's teaching? Because the, if you go, are, are unicorns real? They go, unicorns aren't real. Are, uh, you know, are UFOs real? They go, no, there's no such thing as UFOs. We've never seen any evidence. Is Sasquatch real? And they go, no comment. Right like that. There's a reason for that. You must get there's a big reason they're doing that. They do know. And so even that, that was a that was a big illuminating experience for me, just being taught that their official position is no comment because they know they do know. And there are wildlife officers that have been retired. There's dozens of them now. It's almost not even an interview anymore that they'll talk about how they know Sasquatch are real. I work with a, a wildlife officer up here in Canada who did some research on them by studying that the elk herds were being protected by Sasquatch. And he discovered they were out there. And then, and you know, his, his, he, all his reports are dumped. All his filings are gone. And he's often doing something completely different because they won't uh, they won't touch on it. And, you know, the reasons for that, I don't know why government would cover something up, but it's, it's happening. Hey, Jeff Dornick here. Wanted to let you know about our first book that we published called Social Injustice. We brought together 12 different authors, each tackling a different aspect of social justice and comparing everything with scripture. Whether you want to know more about white privilege, income inequality, LGBTQ issues, illegal immigration, or even just the history of the movement, this book is for you. With authors such as Dr. Andy Woods, Brandon Howes, Thomas Littleton, Dr. Mike Spaulding, Pastor Ken Peters, and all of the GK guys, this is definitely a must-have for your reading list. We are also honored to have the great conservative voice Michael Massey write the forward to this book. Head on over to gatekeepersonline.com slash store to order your copy of the book and use code Jeff at checkout for 10% off. That's gatekeepersonline.com slash store and use the code Jeff at checkout. Now back to the show. Yeah. No, no. What do you, what do you think is a Sasquatch? And I feel like that that's, that's the big question. You know, you've got some people that are like, okay, it's paranormal. It's paranormal. It's the Nephilim mm-hmm. from Genesis in the Bible. Other people are saying it's an animal. Some people say it's a human species. Like what is a Sasquatch in your They're opinion? A hom- Oh, it's not even my opinion. It's science now. They're a hominid. So they're just a big – basically, uh, if you didn't domesticate human beings so significantly, if we didn't have fire, uh, we would – they're bigger, stronger, faster, and more adapted. They're, they're, they're the wolves compared to us being the domesticated dogs, except obviously there's an enormous size difference too. But the DNA shows that they, they're actually – even likely, I hate to say this, but a subspecies of human, they're that close to us. They're our closest living relative and they are hominids. My, my original DNA test was a simple test where they can, they did three comparisons to human and three to chimpanzee. And on the human side, they come off as human. They just seem, because they're a hominid. Homo florensiensis, the hobbits, uh, uh, they, that they discovered, the hobbit person that was extinct about 10,000 years ago, if they tested him, he would be human. Even though he's not, he's clearly a subspecies of human. And the Sasquatch, instead of being the hobbit small, they're giant and big. So they're hominids. When you tested them next to chimpanzees, it was right off the scale. It didn't make any sense. So, uh, and the reason for that is, again, because they're closer to us, but further away from chimpanzees. So we, we are 
somewhere in the middle where you get us here, Sasquatch here, and then you get chimpanzees, gorillas, and orangutans. That's the DNA. So when we tested uh, to humans, they were – and even the other thing is there's nothing more hominid than us. They're actually a more advanced hominid, and that might be offensive to some people. Well, they're cold-weather bipeds that are upright like only we are. There's no other primate species that's upright that's bipedal, and they're bigger, stronger, faster, better built for cold. I mean they don't use fire or tools. They don't need it. They can hunt down an elk with their bare hands and break its neck. That's how adaptive they are. So just that their, their athletic ability and their strength is absolutely mind-boggling. So, you know, it's uh, – and it's all. It, this is all factual stuff. This is in the DNA. This is this is not debatable anymore. The full genome's even been done and multiply tested by different uh, independent genetic organizations that have all said it's it's a hominid species, a more advanced hominid. Jeff Meldrum calls them relic hominids, and uh, yeah, that's that's the best way to describe it. Is they're a hominid species, uh, the most man-like primate on the planet, which makes this so incredibly exciting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, like, you know, what, what's interesting is like, you know, you know, after seeing your documentary and after hearing different accounts and things like that, to me, you know, the thing that I've that I feel like I've kind of gone down the pathway, which, you know, it seems to kind of correlate with what you're talking about here is, you know, if if they're going to be anything, it seems almost like they would be almost human, but they're, you know, separate from society to a certain degree. You know what I mean? And, you know, that would make sense with, with the DNA and that sort of thing, because you got to think if there's a bunch of you know, inbreeding over centuries in the Pacific Northwest, it would make sense. The largest, hairiest, you know, that sort of thing would survive the harsh winters and being out there. And if you're away from society and away from, you know, the modern world, it's almost like that would kind of make a little bit more sense than going the full on, like, you know, ape primate, you know, route like a lot of people do. Yeah, well, being hunters, being trackers, being highly intelligent. I mean, there's there's stuff we're learning now. There's a Japanese uh, group of PhDs that have studied chimpanzees and come to the conclusion that the chimpanzee has a significantly higher intellect when it comes to working intelligence than human beings. You can look this up online. It's on YouTube. I did I did a little video about it, and the Sasquatch are actually clearly in that 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 category where they're working intelligence, like in front of you, working their ability to deduce and break down a situation. They're they have a much higher intellectual ability to do that than we do. And now you're dealing with the way I like to explain it to people is we're the ultimate technologically advanced species and they're the ultimate wilderness advanced species. They're the apex species in their environments 100%. Nothing dominates them. They sit right at the top and, and they, 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 they evade and maneuver based on wind, sun, the birds, the deer. They're, when you're at the top of the apex and you can actually have the intelligence to track and know what bird sounds are, how do you sneak up on that when they can actually – and we, we're learning about this now. I'm learning about the squirrels chirp in different manners. If there's, I can tell you if there's a bear coming, a mountain lion, or, or a fox based on the way I hear a squirrel chirp. Can you imagine? And I'm just learning this on my own. Can you imagine what the birds and the squirrels and the deer will tell a Sasquatch in their movements? So living, living based on the wind gauges and how the sun will change that and knowing how to track and, and still having the ability and the, the, the olfactory senses and the, 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 the sensory perceptions of an animal gives them so many advantages. At the end of the day, the biggest question people ask is how could they remain unknown to us? And the answer is simply they're that good. They're that intelligent. They're that advanced. They're amazing. They're a spiritual species very spiritual so you know that i'm learning that the first nations people and the native americans a lot of the, their spiritual animal rituals and a lot of the, the the customs that they had they learned that from sasquatch and i know that's a whole other level that people are like whoa, 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 whoa take it easy but the term sasquatch actually means wilderness master 
And, you know, Oma in the United States is a native tribe. That means boss. When you have the native people and they call that species the boss, you better have some respect for that. They don't they don't call bears boss. They own bears. They hunt bears. They kill elk. They they knew they're the top species, except when it comes to Sasquatch. When Sasquatch comes around, they're the master of the wilderness. And for the native people who had incredible skills, tracking and survival skills that, that we've never picked up on ever, we just used technology and assimilated our environment more like a virus. They lived in equilibrium within their environment, and they're the ones saying the Sasquatch are the best. Like If you ever talk to Geronimo, this man who evaded the American army and the best white trackers that ever lived, he would tell you, well, the Sasquatch that he knows exist are, they don't have horses, they don't have guns, they don't start fires, they don't need weapons like I do. And... You can't find me. They couldn't find Geronimo. He was the most wanted man. He had. He was actually surviving off the armies that were hunting him. There's an army out there, and Geronimo was stealing their guns and food, and they're looking for him. Like a whole army. That's how. That's how crazy it is that Geronimo could survive, you know, and evade people that were hunting him. And Geronimo will tell you, oh, the Sasquatch are a whole other level. They're better trackers, better, you know, better in the wilderness than I am. So it's it's like this new age level of. Eventually, technology will overdo Sasquatch. Eventually, we're going to have 4K mosquito cameras that are solar-powered that will fly out in the bush, and they'll find them. It's going to happen. Eventually, we're going to be so technologically advanced. But uh, I'd like to make this discovery happen ethically before that ever comes to pass. I don't want it to be about some punk in the bedroom who's got his little Google mosquito 4K discovering them. You know what I mean? I want it to be scientists and people that are ethically uh, out for the right reasons to make this discovery happen in a, in a way that's going to benefit both of our species. Right, right. You know, now, like when you, you know, I know with some of your expeditions and that sort of thing, you, like you've taken out actual like scientists and, you know, professors and things like that. And I know you documented mm-hmm. some of that in your documentary as well. What's been, mm-hmm. what's been their response? Like, so when they're going out with you, are they typically, you know, critical of this? And then mm-hmm. are they changing yeah. their mind or are they going into it thinking, okay, you know, this, this is real ahead of time? Mm, uh, no, like Jeff Meldrum and John Bernanagel were immensely skeptical. Uh, I, I don't think I really portrayed that very well in the documentary. I had to get to the point. But when they first came out, they, they had their arms crossed like this, and they were just, no, 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 no. Your footage is fake. This isn't real. And, uh, of course, at the end of the day, I mean, you saw that Jeff Meldrum is firmly convinced Oh, that was John Bennett firmly convinced I filmed Sasquatch. He put his whole reputation on the line by saying that, but he wouldn't say that unless, you know, he knew what was going on. He, he knows the authenticity of what I was doing. And, uh, I, I have a tendency to take out people that are kind of on the fence. That's not a good term either. Open-minded. They're open-minded to the possibility. And I, I take out PhDs every year. PhDs get big discounts with me. You know, I try to take, the funny thing is, I've been on CNN, BBC, NBC, all the biggest news stories, New York Times. Every time I do a story with them, at the end of it, I go, I'm going to send you an email. I will pay for you to come out on expedition and see a Sasquatch. I'm talking New York Times, CNN. All the, I have all the emails. And every single time, you know what they say? Nope, not coming. So this confuses me. So I have scientists that say yes, and I take out scientists like that. But it's it's very perplexing to me how come – Somebody from CNN, and I'll challenge anybody. You listen, listen to this. Listen to what I just don't take my word for it. Come out with me, and I will show you a Sasquatch. I say that to CNN, the biggest news networks, and the biggest news names in the world. Come out with me, and I'll do. You saw what happened on Survivor Man or my movie. I'll take you out and show you a Sasquatch. Come on, let's go. Let's go have a look. And they don't do it, and I don't understand. You know, it makes me lose a lot of faith 
I respect and appreciate the media, but how come they don't have the intestinal fortitude to come out there? Because they don't. And I think that reality escapes people. Be like, why isn't discovery happening? Well, because people don't have the, I don't want to say the, the other word, the, I'll just say the intestinal fortitude to get out there. When they realize how scary it is, how real it is, they just, they chicken out. It's, it's cowardice and it's very, uh, it's very perplexing to me. That's why I have so much respect for the expeditioners. I'm full up with expeditioners and uh, incredible, amazing, I, I get to find the most amazing, I pick and choose my expeditioners. You know, I have hundreds of people that apply and I go through and I take the best people that will help me move forward to make the discovery happen. And, uh, and you know, that's now they're my expeditioners are more like colleagues. I get these amazing people that have these brilliant ideas and it makes this discovery so much more powerful. So I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm just so ex- this year is going to be totally amazing. I'm so excited to get out there and do this because I have people that are so think so differently than me. Just just right out of the box, different manners of thinking, different behavioral ideas. The, the people that call me and go, oh, Todd Stan, you're so amazing. I kind of go, Eesh, I don't, you know, thank you. But I really, that's not going to help the discovery. I want people that are going to be, I don't, I even I like healthy skepticism. Well, Todd, this doesn't make sense that you did that and this. And I go, you're right, because I didn't talk about those things because I only have 120 minutes in my documentary. And Survivor Man only has a certain amount of time, too. So we're not touching on these subjects, but I'd be very happy to address them with you, get that superficial nonsense over so we can start looking at the Sasquatch and making this discovery happen. And, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Now, okay. So, so, so when you're going out and, you, and you're tracking them, and and you know you're taking people out on the expeditions and that sort of thing, what are some of the evidences besides footprints that are you know that will point you to okay, there's there's one of them are out here, or there's a group of them out here. Like, what are the things that you're actually looking for? Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. The holidays are a moment of togetherness and joy and a reminder of how tradition creates happy and fulfilled communities. Make this holiday season patriotic with a visit to National Harbor and its stunning new Spirit Park. Marvel at one of the largest American flags in the region and beautiful displays of American art. Make this holiday season the most meaningful of all at National Harbor. Learn more at nationalharbor.com dash spirit park. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Um, that when they come around, uh, so about 80, a little over 80% of my expeditioners now have what I call live interaction where a Sasquatch will come maybe two or layers of trees back. You'll see a shadowy figure and they'll bash around trees and smash something. They'll be very, it's, it's, a, it's like a primate, uh, display of power. And then once we see that and we witness it, then we go and look at the busted trees. We go follow the tracks and, you know, look for hair samples, any kind of physical evidence that we can derive from it. So because the Sasquatch know 
that I'm out there for them. They know I'm not a hunter. They know that I track them. I follow them. That that I'm there for them. So they and my job is to be a good student and be entertaining to them as best I can. So I give them gifts when they accept them, which is getting pretty rare now. And uh, I, I just do whatever I can to, to promote them coming around or having live interaction with us. And I, I think the big secret to my success is being a good student and loving nature because they are the masters. And what generally ends up happening is they come around to teach me a lesson and then I learn it. And that's the real secret with me is other people are out there trying to push themselves or give the Sasquatch an axe or, or you know, push technology. They have no interest in technology. They couldn't be happier. They love nature. They love being free, truly free. Like you got to understand, when, when we wake up in the morning, I picture a Sasquatch watching us, just shaking his head, going, look at these guys. you got to brush your teeth, make your lunch, put your shoes on, clean your clothes, you know, uh, have some breakfast, and then get all your backpack ready, get your gear. Like This takes us an hour and a half sometimes. Imagine the Sasquatch slept under a tree, rolls up, and he's good to go. Just like that. He's gone. Like That's freedom to me. No time to, to – no dickering around, just, just to business, do what he loves, patient, love the wilderness – they're really, they're really, you know, I have friends that are calling me now going, man, I just want to go be a Sasquatch, like to be truly free, to do whatever you want, however you feel it. They have tremendous abundance with the way they can hunt and track and gather food sources. So um, that's, that's very clear to me. Winters are going to be hard for any species, but, uh, you know, they're, they're truly, truly free. And, and that's what, uh, that's, that's my whole purpose when I go out there is to, to find a way to entertain them to come around. And it's really like I, I get networks like Discovery Channel and when I'm, you know, uh, proposition for TV shows, they want me to write a script and I can't because I don't know what's going to happen. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell them, I give them explanations. Well, I'll go and I write and I plan to do this. And then the Sasquatch did this, which is cooler. And they go, oh, it's way cooler what the Sasquatch did. And it's always that way because there's such there's so many levels above me in, in wilderness knowledge, in in all their spiritual understandings and, and what they know of the wilderness. They're such good teachers and they do teach me. And, and the more, the more I can learn from them, the more my relationship grows with them, the better success I get with them. And, and that's what I tell everybody that comes out. You're dealing with a species that literally fears technology because they see that technology has made us pretty much like w- people are like zombies. They walk around staring at their phones all day. It doesn't matter what age you are. People just stare at this piece of technology. They're so disconnected from nature. They think that nature has nothing to do with them. Try to survive without it. What's that stuff you're putting in your body? And then we put chemicals and we put chickens in little containers and we eat this, this poisoned meat. And we think, oh, it's fine. No, it's not fine. You're taking bad nature. You're damaging nature. You're doing things that are very unnatural and you're putting that in your body. And we're learning now, most people that I know are going back to organic, sustainable methods of farming and farmers that have free-range, healthy chickens and cows that live happy lives. This stuff matters. And the Sasquatch never left that. They were always about that. They never did agriculture. They were always we were hunter gatherers, and they never stopped. So it's 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 so it's such a breath of fresh air to go learn from them and see how they live. The patience that they have. When I take people out, and I go take your watches off and turn your cell phones off. There's no cell phones out here, and we do things. Everything's based on the sun. I teach people how to watch the time in the sun. We go out for half a day when the sun's at top, and then we come back. So that's. That's our expeditions to stay out in the sun, in the light, and, and we, we do everything based on that. And it's really – it's very natural to be that way. People are seeing better at night because <clears throat> the sun takes 22 minutes to go down, and science has discovered if you dim the lights over 22 minutes, you have much better night vision. 
because we were built that way. We're from nature. And I show people, walk around barefoot and you'll feel this freedom and connection. And science has discovered that the electromagnetic signals in your body are healthier if you walk around barefoot connected to nature and grass. Doctors are actually prescribing people that have mental illnesses to walk barefoot on grass. The Sasquatch never stopped doing that. They're always walking barefoot. They've always been connected. So we're, we're kind of, in certain ways, we're going back to that. And that's what I, I learned from them. I do walk around barefoot. I do walk in the Sasquatch trackways. I do eat berries. And then when I go to the bathroom, I pull up a piece of sphagnum moss. I go to the bathroom. I cover it up. Next year, it's growing strawberries. You know, there's a certain place in Nordegg where we all went to the bathroom. And I showed people that. <coughs> and there's cranberries and bear berries and strawberries i go we're not eating those though because i'll tell you how they got there but it's, <laughs> it's wonderful to be connected to nature where my expeditioners are walking around eating berries and leaves and plants and drinking the water from the creek that, that has all the natural minerals and nutrients that you need and and that's what i believe sasquatch can really help society and 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 do a lot of great things for us because they are the ultimate strength in nature and they can teach us how to get back to nature because in nature is the survival of our species. It really is. You separate from it too much. You damage and kill the oceans. You, you toxify plants and you try to, you know, you genetically change them and it doesn't, it's not natural. It doesn't do us any good. And this experiment, is it failing? Look at what nature is doing right now with COVID. <clears throat> is nature bumping back? Cause that's what happens when you get these enclosed environments where we have pigs that are, unnaturally close and chickens again they're in cages they're creating virus and diseases that come back and bite us and this covid stuff it's not a bad one there are viruses that kill everything those are the viruses that are airborne that we should be afraid of and that's what happens when you start going away from nature and you start living in these unhealthy you know cities and all crammed together and even eat food that's like that it's it's, it's, it's so dangerous it's very scary yeah, And we think nature can't touch us, but wait till those viruses, wait till the real virus comes in. I'm sorry I'm smiling right now because it's actually really scary. This COVID thing has really affected us tremendously. It's been very damaging. But, you know, I, I hear scientists tell me this is what happens when you mess with nature. It bumps back and it'll get you. And you know who will survive this if the virus comes in that does wipe out most of our species? The Sasquatch will survive. And then who will be the dominant species on this planet, right? Now people, because of the COVID, are starting to really understand you're getting a little piece of what happens when you think that you're above nature and it can't hurt you. <clears throat> These viruses, are, they're from nature. This is, this is from a bat. This is from eating bats that got close to pork and putting these unnatural, crazy farming techniques together. It's not going to stop. In America and in Canada, have you been to the places where they make bacon and, and chicken? It's disgusting. And those animals that are eating and breathing, those toxic environments, we're eating that. You think, well, that's okay. We're just doing that to a chicken. No, man, you're eating that. You're going to consume that. And viruses come out of that. You're eating the flesh of a damaged viral being. It's very scary. Very, very scary. Yeah. Maybe time to go live with the Sasquatch. No, yeah. Well, and see, and see, like that, that's the thing too is like about like our, our food process and everything that's, that's going on here in America and in modern society. It's one, it's one of those things where as we've really modernized things and we'll put them in quotes, modernize things. You know, we can, we can see disease and cancer and diabetes and all these different things are increasing dramatically as we're increasing more chemicals, more process, more all this kind of stuff. There's gotta be a direct correlation with that. Like a lot of this kind of stuff we didn't have centuries ago. And I think that that, that's something that I think we can, we can remember as well, you know, kind of just going along with what you were just talking about. 
Mm. Yeah, well, even even there's stuff too people aren't talking about, like the domestication of us, like people that have that wildness in them, that natural wild ability. Well, they're 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 bipolar, they're depressed, they have anxiety. So medicate them. That's you know what? If you tried to domesticate a zebra or a moose, you couldn't do it. You'd have to give them anxiety medication because they're built to survive in the wilderness. So you take these people that have real wilderness abilities and skills, a skill set to survive in nature, and what do we do to fix them? Medicate them. Because that's wrong. Yeah. And it's like we've built – and now so many people who's, – who doesn't suffer from anxiety and depression and, and diabetes? Like people are just it's, – it's rampant in our society, and that's what, you, that's what happens. You try to take a wild, incredibly, perfectly designed species for nature, and you domesticate it. And, and you, can't, you can't eliminate these people. You can't shoot somebody that has anxiety. Like you, could, you, you wouldn't breed that pig that's all anxiety and crazy, right? So you medicate it and, and you, you, know, you say there's something wrong with it. And you know, they were giving I had, a, I had a nephew who was just this amazing firecracker. And they put him on this. It was very popular. What was that stuff called? They were giving kids Dem, Demerol or something. I can't something remember what like it that, was. Yeah. But, I just, but I, just, I, just, I took that kid and I was like, just go play with him. Let him play every day, play sports, let him do stuff. And before you know it, he's university educated. He's one of the greatest athletes. He's this incredible person. And if you would have given him that medication to calm him down, it would have damaged all that spirit in him, you know, and it's, it blows my mind how, you know, the, the, the people, you should really look it up. Domestication syndrome. It's, it makes you dumber. It makes you weaker. It makes you more prone to disease. It's like, oh my God, this is humanity. <laughs> it really is. It's humanity. And yeah. it's scary. So, you know. Yeah, no, it, 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 it really is crazy. Uh, you know, and kind of, I'll kind of want to bring it back a little bit too about, you know, like earlier you were talking about, uh, you know, like DNA evidence and, you know, some of the different ways that you could prove, like even in a court of law, like, okay, this, this is a real thing. What, what do you think it is that has, you know, kept us from being able to prove the existence of Sasquatch in the court of public opinion? Uh, well, I don't know if it's not in the court of public opinion. When, when, when I'm again, when I'm courted by Discovery Channel and all these National Geographic channels, the first thing I send them is there was a study done from independent, one of the top study companies in the whole world in the United States. One third of people in the United States—that's a hundred over a hundred million people—believe Sasquatch is either real or very probably real. So the market for Sasquatch is huge. That's enormous. One in three people. You have to understand the president. There's never been a president elected that had that kind of popularity. That had a hundred million people that said, "I believe the president is going to do really good," or you know what I mean. So it's it's it really is out there, especially in the United States. People in America are. They're doing their research. They're they're watching these videos. They're they're seeing the PhDs and Jimmy Chilcott, the fingerprint expert, talk about these things, and they're really uh, they're really getting behind it. If you, and if you see how, even understanding 100 million people, you're talking most of the people that live in in rural areas that are country folk, they think Sasquatch is either real or very probably real. And then you get people that are born and raised in the city. I mean, if you've been to Los Angeles, it's a cement ocean of cement and to me, it's just chaos. Like they put a tree and it's all surrounded by cement. And I'm like, how is that thing even growing? Yeah. It's just surrounded by cement, cement corridors and, and housing and buildings. And it's, it scares me. How do you feed all these people? And of course, to convince them Sasquatch are real, I mean, they don't know anything about nature. They're so disconnected from the natural world. I, I, I would expect them to, to not think Sasquatch are real. They think that that's everything. They think that cement and, and housing and, and the city life is, is the end-all, be-all because that's all they know. They don't go camping. They've never been out in the wilderness. They don't see how incredible wilderness species are. 
deer are amazing. Wolves are incredible survivors. Coyotes are brilliant. You can't get rid of them in 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 areas because they're so darn smart, and they don't have any appreciation for how incredible nature is. They're so disconnected to it. And even in spite of that, we still have one in three people in the United States, hundred million. And you know what? If 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 the other two hundred million really saw the evidence, if they could just if I could let them, if they could see me in the court of law, have a geneticist present DNA, have all these judges and PhDs and scientists talk about the facts that this species is exists, period. It's actually been accepted by the scientific community. One of my heroes, Jeff Meldrum, from my documentary, brilliant, amazing PhD professor of anatomy and anthropology, has basically had them proven. What he did was he had the tracks accepted as tracks from an indigenous primate species that's currently surviving in North America. So the PhDs have accepted that the tracks are from a living being. It can't be hoaxed. There's too much anatomy to them and the dermal ridges and the, 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 the congruency with all the different tracks that are being discovered all over the Pacific Northwest. So they had to accept the tracks are from a living species. And I'm there and I was like, the day this happened, like, this is news, this is it, this is going to be the one that breaks it. And nobody cared. Yeah. You know? So, and at the end, what is it likely? It's likely money. It's likely logging. It's likely strip mining. It's likely oil and gas. Don't want this species discovered. And, you know, that's a, that's a big reality. And if people don't, you've got to understand oil and gas and forestry and mining, it's, it's trillions of dollars in Canada and the United States. And that would come to, that would be very problematic if you found out there was an indigenous hominid species that had land rights and was sentient. Oh, the money, right? The money, the money, the money. And, uh, and, but honestly, people, I know people that were, as, as an example, in the Nordic area where logging and the industry was shut down and real good families and people lost their jobs over a grizzly bear potential issue. So for four years, they studied the grizzly bears and realized the population was good. Well, people lost their jobs, lost their businesses. And I don't want that. I don't want that. That doesn't need to happen. The Sasquatch are there. We've been doing this all along. Let's find a way to just make little changes and be ethical about it and allow the, the industries. I have wood. I live in a house. Hey, look, that's wood, right? I'm not a hypocrite. There's my dogs barking because I'm not from the wall. <laughs> But my, my point is, I, I don't want to stop industry. We don't have to stop the flow of, of, of our economy, of the economics. We can continue on. And, uh, you know, let's let's make this discovery and be ethical about it. And, and I don't want anybody to, to lose their jobs. I understand how that would affect me. I worked at a mill for many years. And if somebody stopped the mill, you know, it would have – my family can't eat. You know, and some people need those jobs to survive, and it's not necessary to to do that. We can make this discovery slowly and ethically, and take it step by step. So, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, in, in kind of like what I what I was telling you uh, before we came on too, but like you know, like like with my family, like there's been a lot of talk about uh, you know, like Bigfoot and things like that because. Uh, you know, and if you Google Jerry Crew anywhere, um, you know, in related to Bigfoot, you'll you'll find, uh, you know, he he was actually a logger out there. Actually, got a, the, the first plastered, you know, footprint, uh, and that's kind of been passed right. around within the family and and all that kind of stuff. But you know, talking to different family members too about their experiences and even about Jerry Crew's experience out there logging and finding the footprints. And, you know, even then, like what you were talking about, about people afraid they're going to lose their jobs or, you know, the, the logging industry and things like that. Mm. With that, there, there was, there was a lot of attempts to discredit, uh, Jerry at that time in order, because they were afraid, okay, it was going to shut down this, the, the logging that they were doing out there. And so actually right. the, the owner of the logging company actually came out and claimed that it was, 
him, you know, you know, making this all up and pulling a prank on them and all that kind of stuff. But there was too many other right. circumstantial evidence that's like, okay, there's no way you moved this huge bin that was hundreds of pounds and, you know, like all this kind of stuff. Right. Um, but it, it mm-hmm. is interesting how this all kind of plays out in there's the economy side of it, but then also, okay, is this an actual real thing? And there's this kind of like tension, I think, to a certain degree mm-hmm. too. Absolutely. And I, I really understand that. I get that. Again, I've met men and women that lost their jobs over the grizzly bear issue in Nordegg, Alberta, you know, so uh, it just it doesn't have to be like that. And but but it's it's really to me like the like you're talking about the, the, the boss that said, hey, I was faking this. That's really like that's not that's you're a liar now. Like that's that's absolute horse crap. I have no tolerance for that kind of garbage. Yeah. Do not lie. Do not try to discredit a good man who's telling the truth, who stuck his neck out there to tell the truth. And now you, you know, you, you lied and you're discrediting this. Per- and that happens a lot. People will come in even, you know, attempting to discredit me. But the, 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 it, it really is. Like you say, it's pathetic. How can you, you know, how am I faking these these costumes? How am I faking Jeff Meldrum? How did I fool Sur- Survivor Man? The most legit outdoor expert filmmaker of all time. The godfather of survival TV. The man is, I'm a student of his, period. I didn't fool Survivor Man. In four episodes, you weren't tricking Survivor Man. And Survivor Man told me right straight when I met him, look, I'm going to be famous proving you a hoaxer and a liar or proving you're legit. Either way, I win. You're not going to fool me. I'm Survivor Man in the backcountry, right? And you watch him in the episodes and he's standing there going, I have no explanation for what put those big tracks. What I Whatever came around last night, I've never heard anything like that. There's no explanation for anything known. That's Survivor Man. So there's really, you know, it's and it's 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 men like Survivor Man who are doing the opposite of what happened to Jerry, saying that there's now Survivor Man goes around saying there's something out there and we need to figure out what it is because it's important. It's a big deal because if something has evaded us and has outsmarted science, and that's a fact, there are scientists out there that have tried to make this discovery and have failed. They've been outsmarted, outwitted, outdone by the species. It doesn't surprise me because they're that amazing. That's what. That's why there's 200 million people in the United States that believe it can't exist because how could you outsmart us? We're so amazing. No, we're not. And our technology is not that great. And when you get down to the semantics of it, I mean, I am an amazing tracker. I'm highly trained, highly skilled in the wilderness. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. This holiday season, pay tribute to the people who fought for our freedom to celebrate. Featuring the largest American flag in the region, Spirit Park is now open at National Harbor, honoring active duty military and veterans. Take some time this holiday to remember, offer gratitude, and be inspired by the sacrifices of our service men and women who make our way of life possible. Plan your visit at nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. That's nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. And if it was me versus a Sasquatch, it would be like putting a five-year-old in the UFC ring against the heavyweight champion of the world. There's no competition. I'm going to be destroyed. They are that good, people. 900 pounds, you know, nine feet tall, fast, 
powerful, athletic. They're, they've taken all of our incredible upright traits, open, you know, grasping with the thumbs. They've taken all these incredible, amazing traits that we have and become a dominant species. If you take Survivor Man, who I admire and appreciate, who is just so highly respected, you took him naked and threw him in the bush and said, hey, go survive for six months. He'd be dead in a month dead if he's not allowed to use technology he's dead if you did that with a sasquatch you come back in six years he'd be fat and just thriving he'd be the apex species there who's really the who's really the dominant one out here right when it comes to wilderness there's no competition they they would absolutely own us with no technology that is i go out there with technology and infrared and do all that stuff they own me it's pathetic so even the fact that they're cooperative and they stand together besides all their athletic abilities and their intelligence and they're born and raised there give them some credit They've, their generations have been raised there and they teach that's what primates do we teach our offspring and and to, to know that they have tens of thousands of years they've been boots on feet on the ground no boots you know connected surviving there within nature like no wonder they have no trouble hunting no wonder they have no trouble surviving they've been there for tens of thousands of years naked with nothing no tools they don't need them they don't the concept of that is why would you carry around just go get another stick there's a stick everywhere well, I, don't, I don't need to carry around a rock. There's a rock. This is the Rocky Mountains. I can pick up a rock every 50 meters, you know. So they can pick up a rock and smash it over the head of an elk to to, to kill it if they need to. Now, now you've got a 900 pound primate twice as strong as a gorilla that can outrun an elk, and you wonder why they have they have such abundance and such an easy time surviving. There's no wonder. Every everything I learn, it adds. When I learn a new thing about them, I go, oh, no wonder. They evade us so easily. No wonder we can't find them and track them. And I learn new stuff every year that's like, it's just another, it's, it's 1,645th reason that they have no trouble evading. They have no trouble remaining virtually undiscovered. And are they really undiscovered? If I took you out and showed you a Sasquatch and you were like, you, you're one of my many expeditioners. Like, oh, I just saw it. It's really there. And you go see the tracks and you see, they're real. And you could jump up and down. You could tell all your friends and family. You could go on the radios. I saw a Sasquatch and they're real. And people are not going to believe you because there's literally tens of thousands of other people, at least, that have come forward and said, they're real. I saw them. And nothing happens. They usually don't even make a story out of it. It's like, ah, you're just another guy that saw a Sasquatch. What kind of medications are you on? <laughs> you know yeah so that's that's where we're at yeah well and see like that 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 becomes the hard part too is is like you know somebody could somebody could have a, an experience themselves right and and at a certain point people people just hear bigfoot or they hear sasquatch and then it's just like okay they're they're a crazy backwoods person they don't they don't know anything mm -hmm. and, and then also too yeah. i think yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of hoaxes on youtube there's, you know, like when you, yes. when you watch a lot of the documentaries or, you know, series on TV and things like that, you know, they never actually, you know, see anything. And then at a certain point you're wondering, okay, are they just screaming to the wood, into a random woods somewhere? Like, <laughs> you know, do they even know what they're talking about? Like, how do, how do we as the public kind of differentiate between reality and fiction and all this? Yeah, because reality TV is fake. That's what reality TV means. It means it's fake. It means it's contrived. Like, and, and Survivor Man taught me that. Like, we do documentaries. My documentary is documentation. It's real. It actually happened that way. If it doesn't happen on camera, we don't put it in our show. It's the way things actually transpired when the record button was on. Believe me, when it's not recording, hundred, hundreds of things are happening. I've, I've missed the most incredible. I go on expeditions with people. They, they don't want me to take a camera out. They go, why? We're not going to get better footage than you have. And I'm not getting footage. And when you're, when you're dickering around with the camera, if you only have a four-second sighting, you spent three seconds looking at your camera, you just lost. 
they're there to see what I have filmed and what I know. And they don't want, and cameras are on so many levels take away from that. Just be out there, go barefoot, be natural and have a real, real encounter, a real interaction with this incredible primate species. And when people do that, I mean, I can't tell you, I, I don't think there's one expeditioner, honestly, that's, uh, an expedition that repeat comes back that, that is happy with the expedition because you know I have 10% of people who weren't happy and you know maybe it rained the whole time or they just you know it wasn't what they thought it was going to be I'm not perfect but you know a good 80% of my expeditions that have the interaction changes their lives they've just changed it's it's made them I have friends now my best friends are expeditioners honestly that's that's how much when you're so devoted to this when this is my life and now I have this, you know, firefighter, this army ranger, and they're, you know, we go out and we bleed together. We suffer because it's not, it's not easy. It's hard. There are bears out there. It's scary. We get charged by bears. It's terrifying. You know, but when you go through that, when you go through that grind together, you, you, you build a bond and a relationship that's forever. You know, I, I trust these people. I, I you know, I, I had a Sasquatch charge at us one day, and it was an army ranger and this kick-ass a wrestler football athlete behind me and I went to, to reach for my gun and went oh it's a Sasquatch I turn around one's picked up the other shotgun the other guy's got a knife in his hand They're like let's go nothing's touching done standing when I'm here and it will you know it's it's when it, and some people will will ball up and start sucking their thumb like, mommy and I have expeditioners that have done that and they become friends of mine too because they had when they did that when they cowered up when they hit the ground and went to tears they stood up and they said okay I got over that what's the next step because they didn't go home they didn't quit and I admire that just as much maybe even more so because they weren't brave and they fought through their paradigms and their fears they came further and now I have even better relationships with those people because they're braver and and better off for it you know uh, one guy who's traveled all over the world his favorite vacation of all time i mean he's vacationed everywhere japan egypt australia everything he always comes he's coming back to see me because it's he says he's never felt so free he's never felt so open he's never felt so alive as when he's come on expeditions with me eating the berries and learning about wilderness and you forget about all your troubles you can't you can't worry you can't there is no cell phone technology out there there is no need for a watch and it really frees you up and People that are live and die by the watch, eight o'clock they have to do this, at nine o'clock they have to be here. When you free them up from that and just, you know, let them let them live and get connected to nature, it's it's such an incredible experience. And and as a human being, it's uh it's changed me so dramatically. I literally am that guy who lives his dreams. I just I live a dream. I do I talk on shows like this, I talk to people about Sasquatch every day, and it doesn't feel redundant, it doesn't feel like something that's over and over because because I get to, I am going on expedition. You want to see me smile? I get to go on expedition. I spend like nine weeks out in the bush straight, you know, this year, and that is amazing. I get to I'll I'll interact with wolves and elk and moose and bears, and it's uh it's it's absolutely wonderful. I have such a, a dream life, and I and I have Sasquatch and the research of Sasquatch to thank for. I don't know if there's really any other. I don't know of anybody else who has this freedom as a Sasquatch researcher. That's why I am getting continued success, and that's why I am doing so extremely well. I have three new videos. You saw video eight was the last video you saw in my documentary. Mm -hmm. I got nine, ten, eleven now. That's Discovering Bigfoot Part 2. And who knows what's going to happen this year because there will be a piece of footage that, that can be filmed that somebody can get, even if it's not me, that will convince the world. There will be a piece of footage in HD where somebody will get a Sasquatch walking right out, muscles and body parts moving, everything, genitalia, pecs, eyes moving, and there will be a piece of footage that convinces the world. And that's why I also am very into mentoring and training other people because if if somebody else can get it, I mean, I'll, 
how powerful do I become if I'm training 20 people all over North America, especially in the Pacific Northwest, and if one of them get footage and the, they prove the species is real, that's the thing with me is you can't beat me. I'm actually undefeatable. If you hate me and you can't stand me, you think I'm a hoaxer, and you discover Bigfoot, I win. And if you love me and think I'm all real and legit and you discover Bigfoot, I win. As long as the discovery happens, I win. So I'm, I'm, I'm the undefeated champion of the world when it comes to discovering Bigfoot because I win or I win. I'll, I'll, I'll go get my biggest hater in the world. I'll, go, I'll get his autograph on the video that he filmed because you just made the discovery happen. That's all I really cared about at the end of the day. You know, so yeah, it's a good feeling. Yeah. Okay. So, so what what do you think? What do you think is is next in the sense of of let, let's let's say you know pr- proving Bigfoot, right? You know, wh- whether whether it's in court, whether it's you know in public or what whatever it might be. What what's the next thing that you're that you feel like is the next goal in the process of okay? Is it more footage? Is it more evident? Like what what is it? <clears throat> Uh, my dream, my ultimate dream, and the court cases are going to happen, the expeditions are going to happen. My dream is to to somehow, money is tools to me. If I had a million dollars, I would make, this discovery is done. It's going to happen. So a priority of mine is generating revenue. So I'm working with TV shows, movie shows, uh, some wealthy people that want the discovery done. Because with money, I put blimp drones in the air with thermal cameras. In the terrain that I study Sasquatch, it's all... Uh, uh, pine trees and spruce trees. You can't hide your heat signature in there. I can find a squirrel in those trees because pine needles do not create a canopy ever. So if I have blimp drones in the air and I get a thermal signature from a Sasquatch and I keep those blimp drones, two of them, running in 12-hour cycles, I can follow Sasquatch 24 hours a day, seven days a week for a couple years. I'll get every piece of DNA you can imagine. Every time they go to the bathroom, I'll see where the spot is and they'll walk away and I'll go gather that fresh DNA. We'll have the DNA from mother, sister, brother, daughter, all from the same species. We'll know exactly where they move, how they hunt, what they eat. We'll get, when we gather scat samples, we can know what they've been eating, and we can derive so much information from them. And in, at, with a million dollars approximately, after two years, I'll come back with a documentary that will absolutely remove any doubt that Sasquatch exists. So we're at the point where technology can do it. I just have to raise the funding to get it done and i'm not very good at that i'm a tracker i'm a documentary filmmaker uh you know and when it comes to sales and generating and that sort of you know and i'm doing legal stuff so i'm spreading myself out pretty thin but uh once that happens i mean i'm I'm in negotiations for feature films i'm in negotiations with uh tv shows and those those people are hard to deal with because they live in glass houses and big buildings right they're always like oh what are you gonna do that finding bigfoot didn't do and i'll answer it the same way survivor man answered it find bigfoot film bigfoot prove bigfoot's real because that is the most reality tv show i don't want to you know bash on anything but you know seven seasons my documentary did in one documentary one man well with his small little cooperation of people you know Eight videos in my documentary showed a PhD a Sasquatch. They never did that. And I, it was Survivor Man, four episodes of Survivor Man, that they no one on TV has ever been able to accomplish. He's literally live interacting with Sasquatch over and over. Got footage of the top of the head of a Sasquatch. So you know, it's you, you can know you can know that Jeff Meldrum and Les Stroud and John Benernagel, these PhDs, incredible men, they got near a Sasquatch. They saw a Sasquatch. That's it. So. Now, if I put a blimp drone over the air that picks up their thermal signature, you can't hide your thermal signature, and we just follow them. A blimp drone makes virtually no sound. It's going to follow them around. We're going to see – I don't know. 
anything about Sasquatch, really. I mean, how many are in the troop, in the group? How many, wh- what do they do in the winter? How do they survive? What do they eat? I don't know any of those things. Don't call me a Sasquatch expert. I'll laugh at you. Expert. <laughs> no. Like a, a, a bear expert will tell you everything about a bear, top to bottom, digestive tracts. They've done autopsies in the bodies. Like, it's so intricate. They know everything about them. We don't have anywhere, we don't have a one one hundredth that information about Sasquatch. But with this technology, we can do it. We can get it done. And it exists. Blimp drones are tried, tested, and true with the U.S. military. Those thermal cameras, those FLIR cameras, you have one lens on it with one angle, and it always picks up a heat signature at approximately, let's say, uh, 1,000 yards. So it flies at 1,000 yards. It always keeps that Sasquatch in focus. They don't. Sasquatch have airplanes going over them all day, all the time, everywhere they live. They're used to that stuff, so they're not going to be bothered by that drone in the air. I'm very convinced of that. And what can you imagine that documentary? We'd actually watch a Sasquatch hunt an elk. There's two of them, and they're moving in this triangulation, and there's the elk, and now the elk is down. And then, we, and then once that happens, can you imagine how cool that would be? And then one Sasquatch picks up the elk, walks away with it, and then we go through the tracks after. You know, One Sasquatch goes to the bathroom over here. There's that little heat thing he left behind. That's scat. Let's go get it. You know, and that DNA will show us what he's eating, how he's genetically. Is he the brother, sister, mother? How is he related to the other individuals in the group? Where do they winter? How many are in the troop? How many leave? What's going on? How far do they travel? All these questions will com- be completely answered. And that's been a dream of mine for a few years. And uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely. So if uh, if people mm-hmm. want to uh, keep up on what you're doing, your research, interested in any of these expeditions, <laughs> anything along those lines, what are the best? what's the best way for people mm-hmm. to keep up on, on everything you're working on? Uh, my website is discoveringbigfoot.org. And then uh, I have a YouTube channel. I do live videos on Wednesday. And then I do a couple videos a week that are, you know, pretty impressive. I, I really enjoy doing them. So I think discoveringbigfoot.org is, is the best place to 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 go have a look and then on youtube i got you know i have dozens and dozens of videos and if you haven't seen my movie it's discovering bigfoot it's on amazon prime right now it was on netflix that's where you saw it for two years that yeah. contract is up but they'll be discovering bigfoot part two and i'm so that's another thing i have to do is i'm working like the footage the talking to people the the movies and then doing the expeditions i have all this stuff to do i work you know i could work 18 hours a day and never get ahead so it's it's a lot but uh that's the best way is the youtube channel and uh the website very simple discoveringbigfoot.org and yeah definitely that, that that sounds great so yeah everybody definitely uh you know check him out you know follow, follow him on uh, online you know check out his website and all that kind of stuff but yeah i really appreciate you coming on it was fascinating we, we'll, we'll have to do it again sometime down the road and uh yeah i mean it's it's always interesting kind of you know f- trying to trying to decipher okay what's what's real what's not and then mm-hmm. actually get down to what's yeah. the truth with all this so like that with everything, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. But, yeah, Todd, thanks so much for coming on. Really, really appreciate it. You're welcome. It was, it was, it was good to be on your show. Thank you. Thank you. And, th- and then for everybody else that's watching as well, uh, we're going to be back uh, here tomorrow. Uh, n- another round of conversations with Jeff. We've got um, uh, Jeremy Kingsley is going to be on tomorrow talking a lot about more more business and leadership and things like that. So definitely uh, check that out. We'll be back, we'll be back here tomorrow, 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. And uh, But, yeah, like, subscribe, share, all, all the good stuff. And we'll see you guys next time.
Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC.